This is the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now your hosts, Bill Caskey and Brian Neal. Bill Caskey here. Brian Neal here. And we, uh, I'm looking thanks, at the camera for those of you on uh, YouTube and Google. We have a video podcast version, so occasionally we put these podcasts on the web and we have something really special to say where we have to look you in the eye to say it. It's going to be on video. If not... We got a lot of announcements. Yeah, we do. You want to go? Uh, no, you. Okay. Uh, announcements for today. We uh, a lot of things happening around the web with Caskey, the Caskey community, both the podcast and the blog. I'm sweating. Why am I sweating? Am I that nervous? Because these freaking lights are <laughs> terrorizing me. Um, our blog has had some good posts lately. Go to CaskeyOne.com, and there's a tons of good posts there. Uh, we also want to uh, promote our sister podcast, and it truly is a sister sisters. podcast. It's all about the sisters. Uh, yeah. Brooke Green, one of our sisters. Yeah. Is, um, has just released her Ultimate Sales Chick podcast. So if you're a sales chick or would like to be one or know any, uh, go to ultimatesaleschick.com. Yeah, ladies only for now. We're having trouble getting that up at iTunes, but we'll, we'll figure out a way to do it. We also recently had a teleseminar that was we very did. well attended. We did one called uh, How to Sell More in a Slowing Economy, or words to that effect. Correct. And uh, we had a lot of people on the line. We're going to be releasing that sometime soon in the next couple of weeks, so we'll make sure you know about it, and you can actually purchase it online. It was a two-hour seminar. We had a guest, and uh, Brian and Brooke and I talked about how to get your mind right during a slowing economy. Yep. We'll release it on a Tuesday. That's when all new albums come out, right? Is it Tuesday? Tuesdays are the, yeah. the days that all new albums that's, come that's out. That's when we'll yeah. do it then. We'll release it on some Tuesday. We just don't know what Tuesday. Just behind U2's new album. That'd be smart. Uh, also, I said earlier, we'll be on Google Video uh, or Vimeo, Rever, Vidler, all those words that nobody's ever heard of. But uh, you can go anywhere and get the uh, any video site and get the video podcast. We've also had some email lately uh, as to whether we speak at events and training programs or association events. We do a lot of public speaking. Yeah, um, We do that for uh, on occasion for certain groups. So if you want to do that, call Debbie Rab or just go to... Best bets, go to caskey1.com slash blog slash h2147. <laughs> no, caskey1.com slash blog. Click on speakers, all the information. Yeah, if you're a sales manager and you're having a sale, I've always, when I was a sales manager, it was really hard if we had a sales meeting to find someone to come in and talk to my sales team that either wasn't going to embarrass me um, or that I didn't have to pay uh, $40,000 yeah. and our fee is only yeah. $35,000 yeah. per one-hour yeah. speech, so it's a hell of a deal. So, yeah, yeah call Debbie Rabb. If, if you've got a sales meeting coming up and you want to impress your boss, introduce him to us. We'll come talk mm -hmm. at your meeting. It'd be a good thing for you to do. You know, a lot of these sales meetings, too, if you have national sales sales meetings, we can do video conferencing, too. We can yeah. just sit in our pajamas, eat chocolates, drink coffee, smoke cigars, yeah. and talk to your sales And I haven't told you this yet, but I do a hologram, too. Do I do a really? laser hologram a laser of myself. Hologram. Isn't that fancy? <laughs> okay, we topic yet? Uh, People are waiting. <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's go to topic. Oh, no, okay. I got one more thing. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of listeners who have called in over the last, uh, Debbie, can you get a shot of this? Over the last few weeks, we've offered special checklist series and, uh, is it series? series. Checklist series, uh, different downloads. We had one called the Inner Game Audit. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to start putting these online. And this is one that we just did, which is our topic today. Yep. Uh, we've had a lot of calls for how do I assess my sales team uh, from sales managers and owners? How do I assess my sales team? And what kinds of things do I need to do to get ready for training the yep. people? Yep. So in a way, this is a management podcast, but I think virtually any salesperson could also hear some of these things we're going to talk about today, yep. checking off themselves. Yep. So go to the web and uh, Google whatever you would Google to find yep. that. And I think what I'm probably most impressed about this is that you misspelled my name. Did I? But we've only known each other for 11 years, so it's no big deal. 
I'm kidding. Left the E off. Isn't that great? I didn't do it. Is that Uh-oh. the one? Oh, Maybe I did it. it. Somebody okay. else did it. All right, somebody very else good. did it. No, it's good. Debbie did it. It's very okay. good. Okay, topic. So let's talk about how, to, how do I get ready. So I'm a sales manager. I'm a VP of sales. Or I'm an individual. And I'm thinking about doing some development work, some training, some coaching for my salespeople. What are the things that I should do? What are the steps I should take? To I spelled it right there. Really make sure it is. It's good, except that's not my picture. What are the things that I should do to ensure that the training experience that my people have is good and effective and useful? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Yeah, let's do. Really, the way we look at the world is what are things that are keeping you from achieving more? So mm-hmm. if a sales organization comes to us and says, I've got 15 people or 1,500 people, one of the questions we would ask is, what's not working? Yep. What What is there that's getting in their way? And we're, we're speaking mainly in the sales process and in the customer interaction that they have. Yep. The, uh, I like to think of this as this first step is uh, to assess both the what's not working, what is working, and two, b- before that maybe even assess the actual people themselves. And what I mean by that is you're going to assess their effectiveness, and you can probably put them on a bell curve and figure out who's good and who's not and those sorts of things. But also delve a little deeper and start to assess what each of their motivations are and what they're really, really skilled at. We've heard people talk about unique gifts and unique abilities, which I think is trademarked and all that. But there are some people that are really good at certain things. Uh, You've got some people on your sales team that are really good door openers. You've got other people that are very good at the analytics of analyzing economics. And understand truly what you have in each individual and what motivates them. Then combine those two, and I'll give you my first tip if you're developing a sales training program, is one size does not fit all. Rarely does one size fit all. And I find very few sales leaders that are comfortable doing directed curriculum and directed programs based on certain criteria. Maybe it's time in business. Maybe it's size of account. Usually most salespeople are all put in a room together and learn the same stuff. It's just not effective. No. Not effective. And we've been guilty of that, too. We have, yeah. We've been guilty. But when you have... More than five or six people, people are going to be at different levels, yeah. is your point. Yeah, and I can tell you, I've, I've tried to, to move my clients away from that. Everyone sits in the same yeah. room, hears the same message to a more specific, unique delivery mechanism and delivery content based on their role. And it's been incredibly successful, mm-hmm. I think, because, Good. one, the people stay much more engaged because you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. For instance, I've got one group where a territory is aligned geographically, and then they also have major account people. Those people all used to be in the same room for training. Now the major account people have their own session because their issues are different. Right, right? Different. And the people yeah. that have a territory, even geographically, the people in the Northeast have a different set of problems than the people do in the West at times. Mm-hmm. And so it's really nice to really speak to them. And I found people now look forward to training. Where I think a lot of pain sales managers and VPs have is, well, I do training. And my people are like, wow, gosh, I've been through yeah. this, heard it all, been there, done that. When you talk to them in a real pertinent, relevant manner, they really engage and yeah, it becomes much yeah. more effective. Well, let's go return. through a, a few of these um, okay. items here. And I don't know that we're going to get to all these today. We may want to break this up into two or three podcasts because Wait, there's so much here. 26? Probably. 26 podcasts? <laughs> no, 26 bullets. Uh, I think we got about 12 bullets. Why don't we okay. take two or three all of right, these? Good. And, uh, and again, these are going to apply differently to different people. But right. uh, the point is that uh, this, these are just a checklist. And by the way, you can go and uh, download this from the website, caskeyone.com slash blog. Just search on assessment. Here, here's one of the things that we find, and I've found it a lot lately, that people are struggling with, and that's not getting to the right person. Yep. And 
we have a little bit different take on that than this idea of a hierarchy because that's kind of the old thinking is, well, the VP or the purchasing agent reports to the ops person who reports to the CFO who reports to the president. So I don't want to go make the purchasing agent mad by going over their head. Yep. We really have to get away from that. But that is one thing that if you have that issue, then there's a problem yep. and you need to fix it. And it probably has to do with how you're thinking about things. Yep. Yeah, I just ran into this uh, with a, a client yesterday who has absolutely been calling on the right, uh, the wrong person, calling on the wrong person, and in calling on the wrong person has put herself into a place that she has a really tough time getting out of. What she was told was that person makes the decision for what they do. And she, for whatever reason, didn't want to or didn't care to say, that's great that she makes the decision, but i got to get everyone's perspective, so I've got to go talk to this person and that person and that person. She didn't do that. Now she's back against the yeah. wall. and Now she's against the wall. She's now it's the wall. hard it's to re- do. It's really hard to do now because it's very awkward for everyone. Everyone feels like their feelings will get hurt. Go over my head, all that jazz. So, so what's the uh, – do you want to talk about the thinking change that has yeah. to happen around this one or should I, we go to the next one? I, mean, uh, I feel like we need to give people a little, little, a little, little something. Little background. A little, little something, something. Yeah, the thinking change for me is, number one, you have to change your thinking to the idea that there is no such thing as a decision maker anymore. There is no such thing as a decision maker. Any decision in a company now is influenced and or decided by a host of people. Right. And you have to get everyone's perspective about whatever that pain or problem is. Yeah. And another key there is don't ask the person who who you should be talking to. To me, that's part of your job. And I just had a a coaching client from uh, uh, in Vancouver, Canada, who, uh, as opposed to Vancouver, Illinois, (laughs) Uh, Vancouver, Canada, who who gets stuck at the IT level. And if she were to ask the IT person who makes the decisions around here, the IT person is going to say, me. It's me, so you yeah. can't. What you have to do is collaboratively with your initial contact, educate them as to how you call on people, how you look at the business, who you need to talk to, and you together figure out that yep. instead yep. of always trying to just seeing that person as sort of a roadblock to get to the next level. Yep. Can I go to a second problem? Yeah, Can I choose one? Yeah. I don't have to put my glasses on. It has to be on that this bad? list here, Is that good? Yeah, I get it. Um, uh, one thing that we, we see a lot of right now, and I think a lot of people, especially if you're a sales manager or VP, you see this. If you're a salesperson, this might offend you a little bit because you're like, oh, no, I don't have that problem, is there's not enough prospecting behavior for new business in the pipeline. If you talk to sales managers and sales VPs and say, what are your three biggest problems? Almost 100% of them will tell you, we just don't have enough business, enough new good business or the right business in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that falls back to the very basic street-level constant behavior that sales reps engage in. Now, where I think the problem is here is usually sales managers think think it's a volume problem, meaning we need to just do more of it. We need to put the pedal down, that sort of thing. I believe that it is a right kind of prospecting problem, if that makes sense. So when you look at the activity, a lot of companies we know still engage in cold calling. Right. And I would ask you to change your thinking there and decide for yourself, is there a way that you can grow business and grow your funnel by not having to ever make a cold call again? Let's say you can't. Let's say you can't do that. You have to cold call. You'll be shot. Yeah. Then I would leave and I would go find another job. (laughs) Okay. Pretend you can't. Okay. What has to change in our minds? Well, first off, what has to change? Go ahead. Oh, I had my finger. That was rhetorical. We'll see on the video. No, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Um, I thought it was like this. It wasn't. Um, go ahead. Yeah. 
That's me? Okay. What has to change? Pretend you, you, you're forced into this cold calling thing, which I, I, I don't like. But if you are, let's think about how the rep has to change their thinking. Number one, you have to change, first of all, how you show up in those instances. Most people, when they make a cold call, are hoping or thinking that they need to get something from this interaction. right And I'd rather have them think about, I'm going to lob this idea out or engage in this initial conversation simply to see if the person's even open to talking to me. Right. So instead of taking, and I just, I just watched another sales trainer from New York, I don't even remember the guy's name, who was talking about giving them the hook, you know, giving them the thing, you know. Um, you know, I've been able to I've been able to raise. That's nice. I've been able to raise business uh, businesses revenues by twenty percent. Could we take fifteen minutes? And so he's asking for something right there. I think that's that's intrusive to people. Yeah. As opposed to saying we found we can raise business typically on average between twenty and forty percent. Uh, since I don't know you at all, I have no idea if that's possible at your place. If you're open to it at all, a first step for us is a conversation. If you're not, you've got other priorities, or it's just not something you want to do right now. Tell me that, and I'll hit the road. Maybe call you back in a little bit. Good. So I would say that is what is your initial position, your initial, initial operating position, position yeah. when you head in. I just had this conversation today with a lady yeah. who was who was going to make some cold calls. She had made some, having terrible luck, no success at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her position was wrong. Her position was trying to get the appointment. Correct. And that's no position to have because no. then you sound like every blasted salesperson that calls in there hundreds of times a day, you sound no different. So I said your position has to be one of like you said, lobbing an idea or being some kind of a resource to the yeah. client. Yeah. You know, look, here's what we do. I don't know if it would be of any value for us to meet. I do know that there's a lot of people who have problems with A, B, and C. Far be it from me to assume that you have those problems. Yep. But would you like to talk sometime? Yep. And it's a totally different – you will get a, a, a totally different response. It's magical, but you can't use it as a sales move, and that's what many of our listeners, unfortunately, will do. It can't be a sales move. No. Nope. That's why you have to be rewire the mind. Yeah, change the mind. Yeah. It's very good. Well, that's good. Let, why don't we uh, close it off for now? Let's take uh, – the next time we'll take a couple more. Next good. time a couple more yeah. until we get through this list. I think that would be uh, useful, especially for sales managers, but really for anybody. Yeah, it's good. Okay. You can join us at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Those of you, again, who have uh, video capability on your Sorry, PC. faces no, of the right. camera. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can go to Google and just search on sales training podcast, and you'll come up with all sorts of good stuff. So uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes. <laughs>